0: gloomy, mostly Euclidean confines of Castle Gormagon, upon the lofty, wind-blasted heights of the Plateau of Lang. I am Confucius the Ecumenical Volgi, and this is Radio Gormagon. Welcome to Season 2 of Radio Gormagon. Five of us sat down to talk about the Super Bowl, a little bit of Olympics, and per usual, random Gormgon banter ensued. First, let's take a listen to what's in store for this season.
1: So we, season two, let's get to season two. So season two, we were going to start, we were going to start talking about doing minion shows. Who are we going to invite?
2: Well, I think it would be better than the dog act we tried in season one. The <laughs> listeners just didn't appreciate the stacking of the dogs, and I spent all afternoon on that.
3: You know, I think how you should do it, you should have, give them like a 15-minute segment. If we do like a regular podcast.
0: Doing an interview where the minion gets interviewed by a Gormagon, and then we switch seats, and the Gormagon interviews the minion. Really?
3: But break away and let them do like a second, a different segment, and they come back to us.
4: Yeah, and I've been talking to Professor Mondo, and he's up for talking about academia with me. So, you know, life as a conservative or libertarian in the Ivory Tower.
2: Andy wants to talk about rock and roll drumming. So we need a drummer. Do we have any drummers?
1: They keep exploding. That's true.
2: No, all of us can count. I only clap on one and three. That's that's a good inside music joke. That's good. And then you crap on two and four.
1: I do. Well, you know, I have a high-fiber diet. It's okay. a change of venue. It, it is the change of venue. <laughs> or Mandarin was put out of his, uh, of his usual abode oh, yeah. by unfortunate and unforeseen circumstances resulting from a clogged toilet and monkeys. And
2: a kid studying for a chemistry exam.
3: Now, like I'm in the office room, yeah. <laughs>
1: like I said, clogged toilet and
0: monkeys. I think a Mo Pooter, Pewter. one. Pooter.
2: How are you um, going to have a conversation, Peter, with any of your minions without all of them posting random GIF files every two or three seconds?
1: I just don't want you to be bitter about how much people love me.
4: Peter and his <laughs> harem podcast. You
3: just beat me to it. <laughs> it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> he touched me. It was a At podcast. It. He touched me through the computer. <laughs>
1: I don't know how it happened. I don't know what he did. But the my pants unbuttoned left up and grabbed my boobs. He <laughs> helped me.
3: Although I think you're Tesh Hagby, not me. You're <laughs> not him.
1: Good idea. Good
0: ideas.
3: We need the revenue.
0: What's the first one? <laughs> the czar contacted the Leaping Peacock and they generously have contributed to help sponsor the podcast.
2: Well, that's wonderful. This is the first time I spoke to Patrick over there without him asking me to leave. There's the first time for everything.
3: I, I would think less laugh track, more like Wilhelm Scream.
2: All right, do your chili recipe already. No, I
1: don't want to do my chili recipe now, now that you guys have talked it down. I don't even want to hear about it. I mean, all I'm going to hear about is how it's... Oh, it's pierogi, not pierogies. And you didn't do the chili right because you like to put... Beans and your chili. So I don't. Even, I'm not even sure I want to have this discussion
2: anymore. I'm a little. I'm a little put off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an uh, a, kind of an awkwardly long pause. Well, I was going to follow it up with something. long,
3: long pause. He doesn't work here anymore. That's long <laughs> pause.
1: It's like the worst. I can't even keep my hands off myself. That's how hot I am.
2: From E.E. Cummings to pierogies to... Pierogies. By the way, it's pierogi. 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 Yeah, whatever.
4: Listen, (laughs) Polak. Pierogi. (laughs) And didn't the Avignon Papacy ban the crossbow or something?
1: So is Volgi doing hockey or something?
3: You know, if you lined us up... Starting with you to me, to going down the line, it'd be different expressions of hair loss.
1: <laughs> and also different degrees of dead sexy,
2: going the other way. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this better be a new feature, because if it turns out you had this the whole time.
0: <laughs> it says blue right on it, which is perfect for me because I only work blue. Before we jump into the actual discussion of this episode, We want to take a moment to thank one of our new sponsors on Radio Gormagon. Each episode this season will be brought to you by one or two special sponsors, for whose support we are grateful. This week, it's the Leapin Peacock, a favorite of Pewter and the Tsar.
2: Come on by the Leapin Peacock, open every night until Pewter goes home. I'm Patrick, the owner, and Casey is my daughter, who serves the booze. If all you want is a beer or a whiskey, you've come to the right place. If you're looking for a gym in Slimfast or La Barre Sunrise, well, we're the official tavern of the Garmagans. So basically, if it's got alcohol in it, we'll put it in a glass for you. We're right across the road from the castle. So come on, by, or I'll turn this music up. Now, how, how do I, Casey, dear, how do I switch off this? Stu-
1: no, so we got to talk about the Super Bowl, because otherwise our friend Dr. J is going to lose his absolute mind, because he's the only one here who gave a crap about the Super Bowl, aside from the rest of us, we're happy to see the
4: Patriots lose. Yeah, no, it's exactly it. I mean, I've been waiting since I could walk for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And everyone I mean, that I know that. was saying, hmm, Stalin, Hitler. Who am I rooting for, Stalin or Hitler? And they all went with Stalin because so, they could not stand Hitler. And I, I, I was rooting for, was rooting
2: for the, the team that wasn't throwing batteries at Santa Claus. Folks, it sounds like Dr. J is still a little hammered from the celebrating.
4: Yes. Yes, I am.
2: So you still can't walk.
4: No, I still cannot walk. But it was glorious. Fortunately, is a doctor. Uh, it's the first time that I've been interested in a Super Bowl since, you know, Super Bowl 39 when the Eagles lost to the Patriots that time around. <clears throat> I mean, it's just – I think it's one of those things where, you know, the Super Bowl has become such a spectacle for people as far as like, okay, it's a social event. It kind of is the beginning of the end of the holidays that begin with either Labor Day or Halloween or whatever. And it's just – you know, the holiday season it's and it sort of caps it off for a lot of people and people get together and have parties and watch the ads and ninety percent of the time people don't really care about the game because their team's not in it. Well uh, yeah, unless not, you're boss, you in which case ninety percent of the time your team is in it, which is really boring. Uh but, you know, I in the Eagles just had a hell of a run this year and you know, even after losing their quarterback, they still got there. I mean, I was, like, waiting for them to lose every step of the way because, you know, it's just what they do and are really, really good at losing. And, uh, you know, it was just a very pleasant surprise that they were able to pull the whole thing off.
2: Doc, I'll give you this. Uh, this is probably the first Super Bowl for me, I think, since sometime in the early 1990s where the action on the field was better than the commercials. That's probably true, for sure. Although last year's game was a heck of a game, too where um,
4: as much as I loathe the Patriots, they came back. I mean, you know, the little med student and I were watching the game together, and he was just saying, the Falcons got this. I said, well, no. If the, if, if the Patriots do this, 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 and this, they'll tie. And then when they go to overtime, they have a chance of winning in overtime. And it went out just exactly as I scripted it. Um, and it was just, you know, but it was a remarkable – that was a remarkable game as well. But other than the last two, you're right. I mean, it's, there hasn't been a good game since the 90s probably.
1: This this to me, and you know, since my Redskins haven't been in a Super Bowl for a dog's age, um, the Bills haven't been in the playoffs except for this year since what nineteen ninety nine I think was the last time before one of my children was born, who's now sixteen. This this was the best start to finish Super Bowl. I mean, just back and forth, up and down. You know, it was a it was a great Super Bowl. It was a great game. Um, You know, last year's was exciting but in a different way it wasn't a classic game it wasn't back and forth the game you know it was great in a different way but this this i think was a better game
2: start to finish than any super bowl i've seen in probably 20 30 years there was only one good ad and that was and i'm sure all of you caught it was the 22nd blackout ad where the mandarin put a subliminal message out and we picked up like 7000 followers as a result of that 22nd blackout ad
3: it was either that or, tri- or North Korean cheerleaders.
2: I usually have 20-second yep. blackouts on the way to work, but that's
0: another whole discussion. Yeah, but your 20 seconds are more like 20 minutes. So I actually agree that the Super Bowl was probably the most watchable Super Bowl in a long time. Um, I would disagree with Czar's statement slightly in that I don't think there's been good commercials in a while. I actually didn't mind some of the ones this year. But well, the- you're
2: wrong. Because what what I said was, <laughs> I think that the... The uh, action on the field was better than the commercials. We've had we've had good Super Bowls, but we've had good commercials. This is the first year in a long time where it clearly, clearly the 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 play was better than the uh, the uh, ads. I mean, the only
4: ads from the Super Bowl that I remember or even liked were the movie trailer ones for um, Black Panther and the Han Solo movie. And the rest of it, I was like. I was not watching the ads. I wasn't really paying much attention. Avengers
0: Infinity War. No, they were all Tide ads. I liked the commercial with where it was the play on commercials. Where they kept cutting, oh, it's a jewelry commercial, it's a car commercial, it's a Tide
2: Tide commercial. Yeah. Was it a Tide commercial? But they managed to actually get Israel Mustafa, which I think was a great great pickup. Africa Mabata. See, now I think that Tide could sponsor us. We can do their commercials. I mean, they obviously have a sense of humor, and when you think of pod people, we're it. Absolutely. So that, that came out
1: wrong. And somebody certainly needs to get the dirt out of this podcast. So.
0: so what's everyone's take on the NFL in general? They claim the Super Bowl viewing is down this year, that, that football viewing overall is down this year.
3: Can't imagine why. I think in 20 years, the NFL, if it's, if it's even around, it's going to be a far different league, and the game's going to be played far differently.
2: It'll you be just, a different game. It'll be soccer now, and they'll be European.
3: I don't know. Even that, you know, everybody's so worried about these concussions and everything else. And now, even with just soccer, they don't want kids doing any headers now. Well, I think it's under sixteen. They're looking to pass some laws to prevent that. I don't know how you prevent that when the ball comes at your head. But
2: all right, the NFL. Oh yes, and I had said that we're probably going to turn it into European soccer, which would make a third of uh, us pretty happy. And then Mandarin said you can't do headers anymore, which is not true because uh, I did one the other night coming down the stairs.
1: I, I think the NFL is going to lose steam over time but for all the reasons we discussed, from the head injuries, from the from all the snowflakes, and their parents won't let them
2: play any contact sport. I happening? suspect that people are just tired of, of everything that isn't football in the NFL. Well, that's partially true, too. I mean,
1: it's gotten overly politicized it's It's just taken stupid positions, and people are tired of listening to assholes, excuse my language, you know, tell us what we should think. and the NFL, you know, between the players who are too liberal for the most part and the management who's just content you know just hell-bent on making money at the expense of the players, it's just an awful organization all the way around, and they make billions and billions of dollars a year. and didn't NBC just buy or who just bought the Thursday Night games Fox? They bought the Thursday night games for some insane amount of money, and, and the, the ratings don't justify it. I don't know how. I don't know how, the, as a business proposition, it's going to keep going. I don't, the ad revenue is not going to hold because their viewership's down. They're not going to be able to charge the same ad rates. They're not. You know, I mean, it's just all falling apart around their ears. And it's sort of like a bubble. And they, you know, it, it is a bubble, and they haven't seen it yet. So, you know, the last sucker in is going to lose
4: all the money. And the broadcasters themselves have to be careful because, I mean, a whole bunch of the. Uh a whole bunch of the broadcasters come from the Keith Olbermann School of Journalism where it's like, okay, let's talk about some lefty position rather than let's talk about the game. I mean and Chris Collinsworth, I mean, you know, with his you know his whole broadcasting during the Super Bowl was just insanely terrible. I mean he was completely in tank for the Patriots. I was like, oh I don't think this touchdown's a touchdown and you're like, no, it's very clearly a touchdown. Get over yourself. I mean, he was just like, are you drunk?
1: That's No, that's a really good point because, you know, I was sitting on my couch and drunk watching the game and going, how the hell are they even having discussion about whether this is a touchdown or not? The guy caught the ball, and I don't even remember which one it was. There were two back-to-back. And it was, it was an issue where the guy caught the ball, took two or three steps, and then dove over the line, and they were reviewing it as if the guy hadn't caught the ball and run it in for a touchdown. And
4: it it was just crazy. Well, they were reviewing it, but he was – but Collinsworth was talking about it as if he didn't. Exactly. I mean, exactly.
1: I mean, it was so clearly a catch to me, and I'm I'm not – I don't like the Eagles because they're in the Redskins division. I don't like – you know, I don't like the Patriots because nobody in their right mind likes the Patriots. But – it was just so clearly a touchdown that it wasn 't even under dispute, and i can 't believe that it was yeah. they were even talking about it
4: yeah, and half of my friends up in Philly were having a stroke, and the other half of my friends in Philly are doing what people in Philly have been doing you know my entire lifetime, which is writing yes, that and we were, um, and what you do is you listen to the local radio broadcast of the game and watch the TV with the volume down. So, you know, listening to Merrill Reese's broadcast is really the way to watch an Eagles game, you know, and.
2: Isn't that tough to do with the delay? Because you're watching it over satellite or or terrestrial cable. You've got like a good 10 second to 15 second gap between live audio. Yeah.
4: Well, to be fair, I haven't done that um, since I
2: actually lived in Philly. They're Um, from Philly, so they probably didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, it's
1: no, it's no tougher than doing this podcast, honestly, with the delay.
0: Well, I used to do it growing up with the Redskins games. I would listen to Frank, Sonny, and Sam on the radio and turn off the TV.
1: Well, it was fun because Sonny Jurgensen was constantly bombed.
0: Yeah, they would always get Mrs. So-and-so's <laughs> special soup.
1: That's right. And by the fourth quarter, if the game, you know, and it was during the 80s when the Redskins were routinely blowing teams off the field. I mean, they, they were, everybody in the booth was Bombed, and it wasn't even close. It was like watching pretty much a Boston Bruins hockey game. It was just everybody in the stadium's drunk, everybody in the booth is drunk. Who was the? Oh, it was Derek Sanderson. He was the guy who was always bombed in the the Bruins booth. But anyway, but yeah, back to Doc's point. He's right. I mean, it, it was it was a game where Collinsworth and the announcers were so in the tank for the Patriots because that's I think was the predetermined win. It was, you know, and my gut tells me that it was going to be brady swan song. He was just good. if he'd won this, I think he was going to retire. I think his wife was going to push him to retire, and I think he was going to retire. And he would have gone out on top, and Belichick was leaving. And that's why you saw what's his name, who was it, McDaniels, come back from the Colts after that whole fiasco. And now Frank Reich, the entire country of France, is now going to be coaching the Colts. So, no, but it's, it's, the NFL is just a horrible product at the moment. I just, I just can't even. I'm also, we're also going back to leather helmets. Because we, I want players. To, I want the, the the cameras to be able to pick up the players' faces. I think it's better for marketing.
4: You would have less injuries if we went back to leather helmets and much less padding.
2: Because uh, not the first we, season you went back. That would be awesome. That would be epic. The season after is where you'd have less injuries. I yes. think we should make Our the field disaster.
1: Make the field a mile long and a half mile wide, and just let people have at it. Well, a disaster would be better than this season. That's true. This season was pretty crappy because I got knocked out of my last man standing pool early.
0: Of course, the czar's probably talking about our season.
2: No, no, no. I was talking about the NFL season, but I was uh, musing over the idea that Pewter has only one person in his pool and he's still lost. <laughs> I don't know how that happens every
1: year. I mean, you, I don't know. You buy the wrong uh, squares. I really do. What's that's not the last man standing? I'm talking about. It's, we don't do squares. I am not entertained. But it's not. I. It's not the squares. It's. It's where you pick a team every week and you can't pick the same team twice. I'm in a pool. What's got about? I'm trying to think. I don't know. If if you win, you get two hundred fifty thousand dollars. If you win alone, you get two
0: hundred fifty thousand. Can we all agree though that they should get rid of the Pro Bowl? Like it is the worst all-star game from any sport I,
1: I said last year my idea for the Pro Bowl is that you would have instead of the Pro Bowl you would send still send the players to Hawaii and you but you would have the the you would have an award ceremony the night before the Super Bowl and everybody would get dressed up and that way you could have the players that are in the Super Bowl show up and you would do it early enough that you could run it and you just everybody show up in tuxes and you do it that way, and you just give all the guys their awards, and it's just a nice thing. You give them the money, and you still send them their families to Hawaii for a week or two. So, I mean, it's just better because nobody wants wants to get injured in that game. Nobody really plays that that game. It's nice, I guess, but who cares?
0: I watched the NHL All-Star game, and I thought that was awesome. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of it.
4: And the baseball All-Star game, they do really right because it confers home field advantage, the winner of that game because now that game actually – the players actually care a little bit. Yeah, that's, to-
1: that's true. I mean, the, the, but the baseball season should be shortened. It, they base, Major League Baseball shouldn't run much more than May 1st to September 15th, and then you should have the playoffs immediately thereafter. You shouldn't be running.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the World Series being at the beginning of October like it was when I was a kid. It was like November this it's year, wasn't November. it? November. It's absurd. I mean, and if you have a team like Philadelphia or Boston – Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. They have a domed stadium. I don't think their baseball stadium's domed. No, the Metro don't, unless they changed no. it. No, no,
1: no, no, no. they they're, they got a new stadium. They're outside. Their stadium's outside now.
4: Oh, so that's ridiculous. That would be ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. This I may don't... be the first time Peter and I have agreed on baseball, ever. Why? Do you like baseball? I, I do. I love baseball, but I do think the season should be shorter. I think it's... They're stretching this out for the viewership all the way from September to mid-November. But I don't know what
4: you get from 144 games to 168 games. I mean, 62. I, know, 62. I don't know what that gets you. Well, what, what, you,
1: what they used to do is they used to play a lot more doubleheaders. They'd have day-night games. And they should do that again because kids could then actually watch the baseball games because they're, they're, not, they're not cementing their future, you know. They're running the Major League Baseball like kids are going to be interested in baseball because their parents are, which isn't the case. If you can't afford to take a kid to a game, and if you can't see a game on TV, which a lot of these kids can't watch the playoffs because the games are on too damn late, you know, especially if you've got an East Coast-West Coast series, it's crazy. So it's, you know, it's just not worth watching.
2: Well, as long as we're complaining about baseball, I think the number one way to speed up the game is to eliminate national broadcasts. It, it go to the local folks because they know the players. It's so entertaining to listen to them. And when you watch the uh, the national ones, right? Like soccer, when you watch the national broadcasts, it's uh, the, these these guys don't know the players. They don't know the community, so they talk for three and a half hours about nothing.
1: The best way to do it would be have fewer pitching changes too during the regular season.
2: I could see. Yeah, they're, I- they're working on that. Actually, you're you're absolutely right. And and. MLB is starting to address how long that takes.
1: No, it's not even that. I mean, I would just say, why do you need, you should only get two pitching changes, unless there's an injury, and then you can have another one, but if the player's injured, then you should have to sit out 15 games, 15 of your rotation games, not just 15 games. You know, because that way, if you're going to fake it, fine, but if the guy is actually injured, take him out. You know, but during the regular season with 162 games, you can't tell me that you need more than two pitching changes. You just can't. There's, if you're getting shelled, you're getting shelled. That's it. Bring in your left fielder to pitch.
4: I don't care. Yeah, you probably only need three pitchers per game.
1: Um, Until you get to the I playoffs mean, or day even day. right before, even down the stretch. I could see an argument like the last two weeks of the season, you know, that you lift the rule and they can have as many changes as you want because you're getting
2: into that. I, I don't know. That ball. seemed to be where it was abused. I mean, it was it was awful. There was a five-hour game. There was a a pitching change. Roughly every three or four pitches.
1: Or, you know, you could just do the North Korea thing where you just shoot the pitcher if he's not doing well. Well, yeah. You want to talk about the Olympics?
3: I thought the drones were fantastic. Oh, I that thought was it was a
1: warning to North Korea. I thought, sure I honestly, was. exactly. I think it was a warning to North Korea. It's like, you don't think. We can fly these things in formation. I mean, if you can do this on television, that's being broadcast worldwide. Don't you wonder what we can do, like under your radar in the middle of the night?
4: They had a three dimensional snowboarder that was like with drones.
1: Yeah, and 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 we can also fly those right into the the intakes on all of your jets.
3: Eighteen hundred of them. That's incredible. How many borders do they have? How many borders? Mortars? Do they have pointed towards Seoul? Because I mean, if we use as many
4: drones as they have, you know, mortars, I'm like, there we go.
2: I think I'd rather get hit with a drone though. Yeah, me too. Ow.
4: (laughs) No, but if you take the howitzers out with the drones,
1: they're all underground. Is the problem? They've they've tunneled in and dug in, and we don't even know how. We don't know how extensive their tunnel networks are, but we have a guess, I guess.
3: What if we we have just Volga just drone on and on and (laughs) on?
4: The <laughs> Geneva Convention prevents that.
1: <laughs> Maybe we could pick up the NBC Olympics and Katie, sponsored by Katie Couric's new face. Did
3: you, I will. I, I will say this. I don't know if you watched the opening ceremonies for the Olympics, but I actually almost missed Bob Costas between Katie Couric and whoever this other gentleman is. It's broadcasting with her. It was. It was abominable. Well, the other gentleman
4: I thought was vastly superior to um, Matt Bob Costas. Matt Bob Costas or Matt uh, Lauer.
2: I mean, well, you know, law. I didn't care
4: All of me. those guys were like fingernails on a blackboard to me. So this guy hasn't had time to offend me yet.
1: But <laughs> Ron right, Costas' was, his eye was the was the star of the last Olympics.
3: It looked like a star, like a sting star.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's it's Mike Tariko. But it is it's, uh Yeah, Tarico's doing the main MC job, and I actually really like him. I think it's one of the high points for NBC. It's a very low
4: bar for NBC for that. Well,
0: Uh, Agreed. As many faults as I have with their broadcast coverage, I think Tariko is a step up. The funny thing was Katie Couric on the first day talked to the downhill skier, Michaela, I can't remember her last name, and her mom. And Katie Couric says, how do you two sit in the same room? I can't even get my daughter in the same zip code. So here on national TV, she basically says, yeah, her daughter doesn't like her.
1: Well, well, her daughter, to along.
0: be fair, she subjected her daughter to watching her get a you
1: know colonoscopy on live television, so. And right now, as we're watching here on the field, there are pandas rolling down the hill. I think this is a live video feed from outside on the castle lawn, is it not? I, I can't tell. I mean, when was the last time we got new pandas in from China? After that unfortunate incident with the manticore in the moat uh, eating the last three pandas they sent over, I didn't think we were going to get any more.
2: When did we get the security cameras working?
1: It's usually only the ones in the bathrooms that work at the castle. I had a lot of time yeah. in
0: between
4: season one and season two. You have an infinite amount of time between season one and season
2: two because you time travel. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything with it. I fixed I the security
3: cameras and got his
2: pandas. For a time traveler, he has the worst time management skills. It's and Anyway, it's more pandas, not pandas.
1: It's more pandas, pierogies.